October 27th, Titus chapter 2, verses 1 through 15. But as for you, Titus, promote the kind of living that reflects right teaching. Teach the older men to exercise self-control, to be worthy of respect, and to live wisely. They must have strong faith and be filled with love and patience. Similarly, teach the older women to live in a way that is appropriate for someone serving the Lord. They must not go around speaking evil of others and must not be heavy drinkers. Instead, they should teach others what is good. These older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely and be pure, to take care of their homes, to do good, and to be submissive to their husbands. Then they will not bring shame on the word of God. In the same way, encourage the young men to live wisely in all they do. And you yourself must be an example to them by doing good deeds of every kind. Let everything you do reflect the integrity and seriousness of your teaching. Let your teaching be so correct that it can't be criticized. Then those who want to argue will be ashamed because they won't have anything bad to say about us. Slaves must obey their masters and do their best to please them. They must not talk back or steal, but they must show themselves to be entirely trustworthy and good. Then they will make the teaching about God our Savior attractive in every way. For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people and we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with self-control, right conduct, and devotion to God, while we look forward to that wonderful event when the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ will be revealed. He gave His life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us, and to make us His very own people, totally committed to doing what is right. You must teach these things and encourage your people to do them, correcting them when necessary. You have the authority to do this, so don't let anyone ignore you or disregard what you say. What does this phrase, light of the world, mean? Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. What does of the world mean? The whole world is not being lightened while Jesus is there or today. And you can see it in the text. You don't need experience only. It says, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. If you don't, you do walk in darkness, which means there's darkness in the world. If you follow me, you won't walk in it. If you don't follow me, you walk in it. So it's it. It's there. So what does light of the world mean? He's not taking away the darkness in the world. What does light of the world mean? Here's what it means, I think. There will be four meanings that I think are true. Number one, Jesus being the light of the world means the world has no other light than him. If there's going to be light in the world, it will be Jesus. 
It is Jesus or darkness. There is no third alternative. No other light. So he's the light of the world in that there is no other light in the world. There's only darkness. Second, it means therefore all the world and everyone in it needs Jesus as their light because they're in darkness without him. Everybody needs Jesus as the light. There isn't any other light. Number three, it means that the world was made for this light. The light of the world means God made the world for this light. Creation was made for this light to fill it. It's not a foreign light to this world. It's the light of the owner of the world. When this light comes, to be sure, at first it makes sin plain. It exposes sin as ugly and foreign to what God had made. But it also enables us to see everything good in its true light. Without the light of Jesus, you don't see anything the way you should see it. The light of Jesus illumines everything with its proper beauty. And without the light of Jesus in our hearts and enabling us to see the world that was made for the light, we can't see the world the way it is in God's eyes. Everything is dark. The world was made to be illumined by this light. The light of Christ is native to the world, not foreign to the world. The world belongs to God. And when he sends his light, he means, here's the fourth meaning, one day this world will be filled with the light of Jesus and nothing else. When this light comes, it not only makes sin plain, but sooner or later, it will take all darkness and banish it out of the world. All the works of darkness will be banished out of the world. All the sons of darkness will be banished out of the world, which is why Jesus calls hell the outer darkness. There will be no darkness in the world, in the universe. Hell is utterly outside of the creation God has made, except that it's held in being in its unique place. And it's dark, totally dark. And don't get bent out of shape about fire without light. That's not a problem for God. There are more horrors in hell than you dreamed of. Darkness, utter, you don't know where the next blow is coming from. Jesus is the radiance of the Father and he will fill the world and everything in it with light. He is the light of the world.